Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of La Rouge Rugby Podcast, where we talk about real Canadian rugby. I'm Hugh Hardy, joined, as always, by Derek Brissett. Derek, we had the Arrows home opener of the season, the last MLR team to have their home opener. Uh, what did you make of the occasion? Oh, man, loved it. Like, you know, even uh, before, even like ignoring the game itself, it's, you know, Arrow, the Arrows home opener always feels feels really special. I mean, like we're in the it's one of those things where it's like we're in this is the team's fifth year in the league and it's only the third home opener. Um, the previous home openers, like obviously the previous home openers were like massive occasions, obviously in 2019 against NOLA, that was the first, uh, professional rugby union game ever played in Canada, right? So that is just a historic occasion on its own. And then obviously, you know, last year we had the second home opener that was against Atlanta and that was the first arrows home game in what was it a thousand sixty some ridiculous number of days right yeah over a thousand days yeah well over a thousand days right and you know so those two those two felt even more special than than maybe a normal home opener um this this game too it's like you know it's obviously it's been probably i guess a normal length of time since uh the last arrows home game, but it doesn't feel like a normal length of time because it's week eight, right? Mm-hmm. Every other team has had their home opener and you know, it's we're we're always the last one to get the home opener. It's always tough to, you know, then when the, uh, the team's on the road all the time at the start of the season, six to eight game road trip to start the year, a lot of the season happens um, before we get a chance to see our team live. And, you know, it was just nice to uh, just nice to be around the ground yesterday. Nice to be back. It was a beautiful day. Um, the beer was flowing. The food looked delicious. Um, r- like really nice to, you know, actually meet some people in person that um, you know, you've only really ever interacted with uh, over social media or email or, you know, even some of the players. We've had a couple players. I didn't even think about it until yesterday, but or um didn't even think about it until the weekend but it was like yeah there was a couple players on the arrows that we've had on as podcast guests and yesterday was our first the first time we ever talked to any of them actually like in person right um so that's you know that's always a nice thing nice to catch up with uh you know some people from the uh, the arrows or either arrows organization or other fans and stuff that you haven't seen in a year because you know ultimately it um it's you know, we, we're always the ones that have to wait. It feels a little bit extra long for us all the time. So that was nice. Um, and I mean, w- again, without really talking about the game yet, I absolutely love all the Top Gun stuff. Mm-hmm. We, need to, uh, we need to keep doing this. I love the, uh, you know, the arrow score, the airplane sounds, um, all the uh, the Top Gun clips that they played during during the game too, especially before the team came out um for the first time too they did the little like the top gun like the roll call scene before they kind of go on their big mission um which was was awesome and i'm i i love the arrows kind of diving into uh into the top gun just um i mean it was a it's a awesome movie um and it's been a you know even the original it's been an awesome movie for like you know since the 80s and then the uh the the sequel that came out last year is probably one of the best movies of the year. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm all for all the Top Gun references. I love those movies, and um, it, it makes a it makes a super fun atmosphere. I I really enjoyed it. Um, 
But I, I kind of watch most of these games on field, like field level and in the press box. Um, yeah. so really in the crowd with it, the crowd, the crowd vibe is more, is more your thing though. So like, what, what was that like? How was, uh, how was your perspective in the, uh, in, uh, you know, in the crowd amongst the masses? Stu is uh, the people. Yes. So yeah, I've, well, I can explain it as the game went on. So obviously uh, the start was really good. I think they actually did the uh, anthems out of order because normally it's the American followed by the Canadian. Instead, it was Canadian followed by American. So, Oh, did they do that? I didn't even notice. Did that yeah, happen? I'm not entirely sure why that happened, but not my call to make. Our um, anthem's better anyways. Anyway, on to the... Uh, game itself you know it didn't uh, start out with the best way for the arrows with uh, Jack Hyten being the first um, person to score uh, for New York getting a penalty in the third minute um, but you know hopes were still high at that point and you know people were still cheering on and then obviously we had uh, Walden's try in the 10th minute, that was a seven-pointer. So already by 10 minutes, you have New York leading by 10 points. And, you know, this is when the energy starts to die out a bit because, you know, two scores, you're not really seeing anything from the home side at this point. And then it looks as though uh, New York is about to score for their second try. And then the ball gets knocked on. And he gets uh, picked up by Lalani Faleva. He gets tackled. He offloads to Noel Reed. Reed gets tackled, and he offloads to Ross Brody. Ross Brody has, you know, fields ahead of him, so he bolts out, sprints away. Um, you know, Nick almost has a high hit on him that uh, he just manages to avoid, and then he offloads to the man of the hour, Deshaun Bowen, who races over with his seven-speed gets the ball down, the first try of the game for the Arrows, the first try for Deshaun Bowen of the afternoon. And, you know, that gets the crowd riled up, you know, end-to-end stuff. That was also voted the try of the week by uh, Major League Rugby themselves. So A try of the year right now. By the way, yeah. So you know, every so everyone's getting like pumped into it. Everyone knows now what the arrows are capable of. Um, unfortunately, it's then returned uh, by New York when you know. And you know what? I think I can let this one slide because it was scored by Andrew Coe. It's a Canadian, so it's like, oh well. If it was anyone else, I'd be very upset. But, what? You know, Coe. You know. You know, Coast Canadian. Yeah. So technically, he's one of us. So therefore, it's a try for us. And, so, and I mean. Even- it, it was his birthday, too, so it was yeah. nice to the Arrows defense to give him a little gift there. Yeah, well I, well, I think he earned that gift. I don't think it was uh, given to it. I think it was more like pass the parcel. You have to get through a few layers before you get that. <laughs> anyway, New York scored the try. Heighton gets the conversion. Uh, so uh, New York extend their lead back to 10 points. Then... Mm-hmm. As play comes along about 10 minutes later, we get a line out, a driving mall. Um, Arrows get the penalty advantage, and that's when the ball comes off Brody. Back over to Bowen, who you know runs through. I think he evades three tacklers before finally being brought down. But when he is brought down, it is between the sticks. Gets the ball down. The 
New York scrum half is saying that he knocked it on, but the ref said absolutely <laughs> not. He saw it grounded beforehand. So Deshaun Bowen with his second of the game and a seven-pointer as well. So the advantage swings back. And actually now, I think at this point, it's actually even because Sam Malcolm, who had converted uh, Bowen's first try, has already has also scored a penalty. So at this point, it should be uh, 17 all. So, you know, fantastic. You know, after being uh, 10 points down, you're now uh, 17 all. Everything's going well. And then right at the end of the half, uh, Fuatai gets over a uh, bit of confusion because people didn't know if it was a knock-on or if it was a try, and it went up to the TMO, but we weren't able to see the replay, and Fuatai is found to have scored the try. Uh, at this point, um, Sam Windsor is on for Jack Hyten, who had a bad hit with uh, Mike Shepard. So Hyten is off, Sam Windsor is on, Sam Windsor remained on for the uh, rest of the game. And yeah, you know, and we all know Sam Windsor, obviously most points scored in MLR history. So he, you know, is able to slot this one over and suddenly New York have a seven point lead at the half. Then we get into the second half, you know, now the action's coming towards like the scoreboard and the beer garden for Arrows fans. And, you know, it's good work from uh, the iron workers again because Feeks get over for the bonus point try. Now, if you were here last year uh, for the New York game against Toronto, you know that they would have scored the try bonus point, I think, by the 30 minute mark. So, you know, getting that, allowing them to score that fourth try in the second half is an improvement, definitely. Uh, then we get into. What I call um, when New York took their foot off the gas pedal, you know, like, right, we scored the bonus point. We're done. You know, we're already leading by uh, 12 points at this uh, instance because uh, they didn't get the conversion. So, you know, we're fine. We're Gucci. Everything's going to be okay. Boy, was that an error because two minutes later, uh, the ball is uh, in the scrum. New York, very powerful scrum, get it over, but... The ball goes awry. It somehow ends up in the hands of Shane O'Leary, who grubber kicks it. Who grubber James O'Neill steals it back. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, if you're there right watching back. in the stands, you can't see that. Oh, that's yeah, what I mean. But, oh, that's what I mean. Sure, it's like, but it happens. Yeah, it's like one of the best plays of the game. O'Neill just gets the ball back, and it he kind of st- strips it back, and O'Leary picks it up. It's like. O'Neal O'Neal's in the team of the week, and this is like legit one of the best plays he made all game. So anyway, uh, O'Leary gets the ball, he grubs it through, and who's there to pick it up? All right, the man of the hour, as I've said, Deshaun Boeing, getting over for his third try of the game, his hat trick, the second hat trick in Arrow's history, the first one in Toronto. And if you're wondering who scored that other hat trick, that is. Uh, Manu Montero back in 2021 against New York. So, you know, if you want to score a hat trick, New York's the team to do it against. Malcolm uh, goes wide for the conversion. And then, you know, the ball gets going again. And it ends up that the arrows are back in uh, New York's half. And eventually it gets. Uh, out to Lani Faleva, he gets tackled, it gets uh, passed out, and eventually it's the captain, Lucas Rumble, who gets over it, gets it down. So the Arrows get their 
first try bonus point of the season. And very cruelly, the uh, conversion from Sam Malcolm hits the uprights to leave it at mm-hmm. 29-27. And then... I think New York realized, right, if we don't start putting the pressure back on, we're going to lose this game. So they start putting the pressure back on. Um, And for basically the last 20 minutes or so of the game, it's all in uh, the arrows half. So New York have possession. They have the territory. Yeah. And they do have the advantage, but it is a very slim advantage. New York, after all this, are kicking themselves for allowing the arrows to get back so close in this game, which could have very easily gone the other way. You know, the Arrows had chances as well, but um, I think Lalani Faleva was looking to score. However, he uh, got tackled and then it knocked on, and that never... Uh, so that came back, and then it was completely turned... Like, opportunity lost, but, you know, it is what it is. But the defensive effort of the Arrows, um, unfortunately, during all this, uh, Sam Malcolm and Andrew Coe both went for the ball in the air. Andrew Coe knocked into uh, Malcolm, who took a hard hit to the floor. There was a stretcher brought on. Thankfully, uh, Sam was able to um, get back to his feet. He was assisted as he was walking off, gave a thumbs up, but you know, clearly concussed and... Uh, I don't expect him to be back uh, for this coming week's game. But, um, you know, considering how Cole Davis took a hit in the uh, previous fixture with New York and needed a stretcher to get off, you know, it's good to see a player actually able to leave on their feet. But, you know, it was a very uh, painful hit at the time. And I know the fans were calling for Coe to be uh, sent off, but... Uh, It went back to TMO. It did just look like a collision in the air, both uh, with no um, foul intent at all. It was just an idea of one player just got higher than the other, and as a result, physics took over at that point, and it was just a bad uh, collision and a bad fall for Malcolm. But hoping he can recover soon, and we're wishing him all the best. We hope to see him back out at uh, York Lions Stadium later this season. Ultimately, just as it got to the death, uh, the arrow seemed to have turned the ball over. However, uh, one of the final passes in the red, uh, just before the clock went red, just spilled forward. New York were able to win the remaining scrum, and then they kicked it into touch. The, the final score, New York 29, Toronto 27. But all things considered, and consi- and especially considering uh how they fared at New York earlier this year. This doesn't really feel like a loss, if that makes sense. Oh, a loss. It is a loss, loss, but it doesn't feel like a loss. In the grand fe- scheme of... Yeah, like, this might be their best game of the year, Um, which it might be. I don't know. What, what do you think? Arguably? Is there a better one? I think... As a team effort, it's the best they've played it all might be. year. Yeah. Um, so, mean, for example, so, for example, they had addressed the indiscipline that they've had earlier this season. Um, you know, it's not been rel- – and whilst you can say, oh, yeah, it was reliant on Deshaun Bowen getting that ball uh, three times uh-huh. to be able to score, uh, you could say the same thing about Sam Malcolm against Chicago. <laughs> 
However, Deshaun Bowen didn't then score no. all his own conversions as well and all his penalties. So yeah. um, yeah, that's that's why I say it's a better team performance. Yeah, no, no, I th- I, th- I think it was good. I think like I mean, like. I think if you look at some of the betting lines and stuff going into this game, thinking that the arrows would lose by two and walk away with two points in the standings um, really isn't um, a bad result based on some of the, uh, the betting lines and stuff that are out there. Um, But I think, yeah, like it, it, I think it's, you know, despite the fact that they lost, I think there's a lot of positives that the arrows can take away from this. Um, You kind of, touched on one of them right away which is um deshaun bowen his mm-hmm. absolutely unreal home debut um you could see him like talking to him after the game and stuff how just excited he is to be like playing at home in front of you know in front of family friends like he spent he had to have spent like 25 minutes after the game just like taking pictures with people in the crowd after um which was like great to see right so you know obviously Bowen is, you know, going to be the star of this game. He got the player, he got player of the week nod too, um, yeah. and try of the week. Like every every accolade is coming to him. It's all deserved. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in, in part of that though, it's like Bo- Bowen's going to be the guy that gets his name up in lights and uh, deservedly so. Um, you know, in, in the first half of this game, um, it really felt like, you know, the New York had um, all the territory. New York had all the possession. New York was stealing lineouts. New York was winning, winning scrums. Um, New York was putting the arrow scrum under pressure. They were making tackles. They were doing great at the breakdown. And Toronto had Deshaun Bowen. And mm-hmm. you know, right? And that's what kind of what the game felt like. And this is this, but I think when you know, one of the things that we've we've kind of harped on a lot during the for, you know first part of the arrow season here is the attack and the um you know is, is yeah it's the attack and their inability to finish um when they got inside the 22 yeah don't have don't have that complaint to this game right it nope. was yeah um if you kind of look at it obviously this is their four try so it's their first bo- try bonus point of the year that's a huge positive right out the gate immediately um and then like the way they scored the tries though too they were all in- incredible um right like you have obviously like if we, we if we go to the first one um you know as you said as you said early in the game um new york's already up by 10 right new york's already up by 10 they they need something positive to happen right new york's pressing for another try early in the game and the arrows defense comes up huge Right. But not only that. So obviously you have Mike Shepard who played out of his mind in this game too. Mike Shepard was incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. So many tackles, breakdowns, carries, excellent game from Mike Shepard. But his Mike Shepard's probably biggest play in the game though was this tackle that forced a knock on. I can't remember who the New York player was that he'd hit, but um, forces the knock on. Faleva is there to pick it up, you know, as you said. And then it's just you know, support runner in Reed, support runner in Brody. Brody realizing that he can has to kind of maybe slow down, change his line a little bit so he can look for help. And then brilliant pass to Bowen. Bowen does the rest just with the speed. It's basically what a 96, 97 meter try. 
um yeah. right you turn you have the goal line your great goal line defense and you turn it's a basically it's 14 point swing um yeah. on the scoreboard right like um instead of new york putting seven on the board toronto goes the other way and puts seven on and it's you know 30 seconds apart from each other because of a great defensive play um bowen's second try is that you know the the set piece there the mall and it's like and you kind of watching it and bowen's in the middle of the field and just kind of slowly does like that nice little wind up to build some speed before you know he circles around the mall and by the time brody gets him the ball he's at full speed already and as new york quickly learned like no you're not you can't catch deshaun bowen if he if he has speed built up and I trying to tackle that dude one on one at that speed um looks like an absolute nightmare um yeah. for any defender. And yeah, he just he just burned a whole bunch of New York um defenders on that play. Nobody really in a great position to actually tackle him. Um you know, so that that was great too. Um the third try, I already talked about the the James O'Neill steal. Brilliant. That's just like, you know, it's a scrum that the arrows lose that they yeah. quickly turned into a try. The third, the fourth try, Rumble's try. I know it's not the try of the week, but it might be the best minute the arrows have played all year. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Just, you know, get the ball at the set piece. Shane O'Leary, love that he's back in the lineup. Yeah. That pass to Fatoric, um, who just absolutely took off was incredible um they run that all the way down brody um one of the best scrum halves in the league for knowing when the perfect time to do a quick tap is keeps that play going good all with the nasty like had to scoop the ball off the ground to get that pass over to run ball too right but it was just you know a good set piece the the biggest thing i think the arrows really did in this game that they haven't done all year is use the width of the field um, yeah. obviously the fact that Bowen had three tries is there, but also like this try, they go all the way across the Fatoric, then they have to come all the way across, and it's Lucas Rumble at the end, who selfishly did not pass that ball to <laughs> give Bowen his fourth try. I'm yeah. just kidding. Obviously, you gotta take that try there. Um yeah. but Bowen Bowen was waiting. I think I feel like Bowen was waiting for it, man. I think he was uh he was uh, he was seeing the name up in lights, but Rumble didn't give it to him. That's fine. I think that was probably the yeah. right play in hindsight. Um, take the tries where they're given, and but like that whole minute, I think is probably some of the best the heroes have looked all year, especially in attack. And I yeah. mean, just their general willingness to use the width of the field. Um, it's I know after the Atlanta game, we both said that we wanted O'Leary Malcolm full um fly half fullback pairing. Uh, with O'Leary at fly half and it's yeah it's the best the attack looked all year and even like obviously Malcolm got got you know, arrows have the worst injury luck um it's Man. it's just um but like yeah Malcolm's really on that injury he's probably out for a few weeks um yeah definitely but, yeah. next week at least but, oh, it's but gonna, you know, it's that actually longer, brings us on to Nelson. Nelson is one of uh, three yeah. signings that happened this week. Yeah. Um, the first being uh, Shay Kerry announced as a 
uh, replacement for Michael Torrance Reed. Yeah. Uh, then um, Peter Nelson as well as a replacement for Nick Ben, as well as Marc Antoine Ouellette, who was uh, signed to cover like the home stretch. It was actually listed in the uh, match day twenty three, but yeah, uh, didn't yeah. uh, play at all. Actually. And that was a that was a concerning thing um watching Ron is like the front row didn't change yeah. until a substitution was required. So that's a bit yeah. uh that's something that right. uh, the coaches can look at and because Jack McRogers finally was after being named in the squad for two weeks and not playing, was now able to play. Yeah. So that was really good. Um Luani Faliva, another team of the week appearance though. Yeah. Um but, he's unreal. But, but, well, even in the sorry, I mean, he was uh, involved in, you know, I think tries. like, well, not both uh, tries, it, two of the four tries. Yeah, two of the four tries. So he was involved in like half the tries, uh, and you could technically say, oh, he was involved in the scrum for the uh, third yeah. try. So he was involved. Oh, no, that's that. fair. And and as well as the uh, line out. So yeah, technically he was involved they, in they, all the tries. Yeah, they lost but, the scrum on the third try though. So. Yeah, I, I didn't say it was completely positive. I just said he was involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, especially with like um, uh, Rumble's try, uh, you know, after uh, Simonton goes into contact, Brody throws out. Um, O'Leary then does the miss pass and it ends up in uh, Flavor's hands. Yeah. Good old gets it and then that's how it gets out. But yeah, he, he was just everywhere. And he was so close to scoring a try himself before uh, he got. Uh, forced to knock on yeah. so you know he had kicking meters in this game too i know well you can do everything so it's good, very, very it's good that we have him in the arrows yeah so, uh yeah it's great to see. but you know obviously um the hometown hat trick hero deshaun bowen when people have been talking about like how do you make a star out of a rugby player where so much is uh based on the team Deshaun Bowen seems to just have it. He has obviously the speed and like the strength. Um, and, you know, obviously, oh, it's his first start. And, you know, a lot of rugby players are told, you know, if you get the opportunity to score a try, go for it. But you never know when that opportunity may come. And uh, for Bowen, it came uh, three times in the uh, match. So, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, Bowen should be seen as someone that the Arrows should be using in terms of their marketing going forward. Like, we yeah. we need to have these uh, distinguishable names. Like, we can talk and we say, oh, yeah, we know Rumble, we know Shepard, we know um, Malcolm. But it's when the new players come in as well. It's when we can have we can say to the casual fans instead of like, oh yeah, this guy made however many meters and has done three turnovers and has X many carries. You can say like, this guy scores tries. That's how you know him. He He's the yeah. one that gets the points on the board. That's who you need to look at. Yeah. And, and I think like, in all honesty, I think like that's, I mean, wh what Deshaun Bowen did in this game, I think is something that the arrows have been drastically missing all year um yeah. and i think i think we directly talked about it like maybe two to three episodes ago i can't exactly remember um but it, like the arrows feel like they at times this season they were missing a guy that just has 
just some pure like X factor ability. Yeah. Right. Like the ability to just, you know, you can put the ball in his hand and he's going to make something happen, whether that's scoring a try or not. And I think like a couple guys maybe seem to be kind of emerging with that a little bit of ability. I mean, I think, um, go to circle back to Faliva or whatever. He seems like a guy that every time he touches the ball, something very positive is happening for the arrows. Um, but like, you know, when we've been talking about like, yeah, the arrows so far this season, up until this game have seemed to be like lacking the ability to finish. And Deshaun Bowen in this game had all like, you look at the tries that he scored and it's like, when on the first try, when Brody gets him the ball, he's got a lot of work to do still, right? But he yeah. gets to the corner, burns a couple defenders. Um, you know, that second try um off the mall, it's like that's him almost by himself, but like that's a 50 meter-ish run through the like basically everybody on New York that was trying to come back and cover, right? Yeah. Um, like you know, there's a lot, he had to do a lot of work on those tries, but somehow just, you know, managed to get through and finish every single one of them. Right. And you could, I think you could feel it in the crowd in the stadium too. Right. Because, um, you know, it just hit a point in this game where it was like, every time Bowen touched the ball, it was like, okay, like people are like getting out of their seats because Bowen's touching the ball. Yeah. Right. And I mean, obviously, he did not score a try on every touch that he had, but it was like the way he was playing in this game, it gave you that like every time he did touch the ball, it gave you that like, like injected that moment of like excitement for, um, for the fans and stuff, which is definitely something the arrows have. I think they've been missing this year. Right. Like, um, obviously, it's kind of said that, um, like just even like statistically, um, to back up the idea that it's maybe it's what at the very least what Bowen brought in this game has been something that we haven't seen during this season, right? Is this like the arrows had seven tries all year going into this game? Yeah. Um, so Bowen just so they got, I guess they scored four tries. They scored over fifty percent of the tries. Like they they oh, whatever. However, that you I don't know math's hard. However, you like <laughs> add that, but they had they scored like. Yeah, they scored 50% of their total, so now they have 11 tries, right? But four of them are all in this game, right? Um, so, like, it's, yeah, whatever. That math made absolutely no sense. I'm too, whatever. Um, but it's, like, all that sort of, Deshaun Bowen has played um, a game, and how much time did he get last week? Like, 15 minutes? Yeah, 10, 15 minutes. 10, 15 minutes, right? So it's like, Bowen's played, like, 95-ish minutes, of rugby this year he's the team's leading try score yeah like in basically in and in one game um right so it's like that the arrows i think really really needed this too right yeah. and um i think though but i also think it's like the, um the, like i think it it really is kind of impressive though because it's like um as you kind of mentioned it's like new york um, this was a great game from New York too. Um, if, but like New York had the ball the entire game. Yeah. Um, and they had the better set piece. That's like two two things that will generally lead you to win a rugby game. And obviously New York won the game. 
But the Arrows have been a team that it's like every week we've come on this show and have been like, they can't finish. And they had so few opportunities to score in this game, but every one they got, they finished. Right. Or Deshaun Bowen specifically kind of finished three of them. Um, And then Rumble obviously had the, had the last try, but it's like every time they got an opportunity, they finished it like genuinely like right now, like what, what at what time did they have a like do you remember like a five meter line out that they missed that new york missed no that uh, toronto missed an opportunity to score a five no. meter lineup. no right no. Like, well well that, yeah they were never in that they, they never exactly which is a different problem um yeah. they never got down there and i think like that's like it's both a good thing and a bad thing i think well, um right because it's like um yeah love the fact that they, they were finishing tries um highlight real tries and also tries just the rumble try is just a perfect team try that was just mm-hmm. outstanding from all 15 guys on the field and it's like the attack does kind of look better there is some problem like the the the, the flip side like um you know because this you know this is a loss and we're deshaun bowen did something great in this game so we're talking about the game all excited it is also probably the best the arrows have played all year so we are excited about that but at the same time though it's like it's still a loss and it's kind of like one of the issues in this game is that like new york completely dominated territory and possession which hasn't really been a thing that's happened to the arrows this year except the other game they played new york in. yeah right. um and like i think it really kind of shined through in the last 10 ish minutes of the game yeah which was just new like on the positive side, unreal arrows defense. Yeah, was, that was basically a ten minute goal line stand, um, with it, them inside yeah. the twenty two. The negative yeah. is that you're losing and you're pinned inside your own twenty two for the final. 10 yeah, minutes. I understand. Right. I mean, um, you, but you could see clearly as in like it's Quinn Nawadi who looked as though like he was gonna be scoring in the final few minutes for that's uh, New York, but then like a massive uh, tackles got him. Out yeah. just in time and therefore yeah, there was a lot of great tackles yeah. in that final james o'neill yeah. i already said i thought he was great he did a he was excellent in the final 10 minutes too he was excellent all game team of yeah. the for him too so ultimately uh final result new york you get the win 29 to toronto's 27 uh so toronto leave with two uh bonus points one the try bonus point and the losing bonus point and they'll just ha- and unfortunately it looks like malcolm will be out however peter nelson and shane o'leary look malcolm's, to be available okay i was gonna say malcolm's gonna be out shepherds do you see the pictures of shepherd's 50th cap ceremony yes because he's like holding his arm is like slinged up in his jersey um yeah Right, so is that could be another one. Reed left halfway through the game too, right? Reed so did, like... but maybe that's also player management as well. Maybe. Now, because that's the thing. It's like I, from what I've gathered, is that no player is ever a hundred percent when they're playing. They're always at their best ninety-five, oh, more right. likely eighty-five or ninety, and you know, as in, you know, you want to get the guys in, and you. You know, and especially if you've seen that guys have been on the injury list because of a certain injury, and if they come off yeah. and they're like, you know what, we're gonna t- we're gonna keep this guy off, and we're gonna you know err on the side of caution for this bit for you know this week, and you know if we do lose, then we lose, but at least we have a player available to continue in training next yeah. week. 
and go forward. But you know, but you know, it's uh, but that's the thing. You know, you played the defending champions, so that's the hard bit out of the way. Who are you facing next week? The table leaders, the New England Free Jacks. (laughs) You know, if if the (laughs) arrows didn't have bad luck, they wouldn't have any luck at all. But that is the case. The arrows will be hosting New England in. At your blind stadium this Saturday could be on a April very, 15th. Very fun game. Indeed. Um, Speaking of New England, shall we talk about the other MLR games of the weekend? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh before we do that though, just a quick shout out to Andrew Coe and Quinn Nawadi because we didn't really a shout um, out through gritted they, teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they I mean, I mean, we, well, we generally... put it this way: you have three. Yeah. You have uh, of the three guys who yeah. are the you know picks that going to be like first picks for um, Canadian winger. Yeah, for any game coming up, you have you know established seven star and fifteen <laughs> star Andrew Coe. You have emerging fifteens um, prospect Quinn Nawali, and you've just been completely upstaged by Deshaun Bowen. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, I think that was that was kind of the thing, right? Obviously, Co scored a try. Nawadi set up Walden's try, and then yeah, Deshaun Bowen had a hat trick. So pretty unreal game for Canadian wingers. But um, yeah, just Co and Nawadi also were two probably two of New York's best players in this game too. So um, Canadians always seem to do really well when they come to Toronto to play. Kind of annoyingly. Might not, but that's uh, which that, is that's, that's definitely not boding well for yeah, the New England South yeah. Canadians. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a couple of Canadians on New England that I'm sure, uh, I'm sure next next week I feel like is gonna be a little spicy. All I, right, there, there might be something there, but all right, speaking of, yeah, we've spoken about New England enough. I think that we need to talk about uh, their game and the other games that happened in the yeah. MLR in round eight. Uh, speaking of which, it, at Veterans Memorial Stadium, New England hosted Chicago. And New England, from the get-go, they seemed to be all over the hounds in this one. They were pushing, constantly getting tries, getting the bonus point, denying Chicago really any opportunity whatsoever. The final score, New England 31, Chicago 19. That massage was Unfreaking real in this game. It, it, yeah, so he was really good, and for, he thought he scored a try. However, it was called back. Um, yeah, they should have gave it to him. I don't care. Give, give Any- I don't care if there was a knock on. Give tries to Ben Lasage. He deserves. Anyway, it. we move on to another All Eastern clash after New York versus Toronto with Atlanta versus DC. Now, this is another instance in which one team is leading, and then they take their foot off the gas. You know, Atlanta doing really well, able to rack up to uh, 35 points. And then, you know, I think DC had only scored seven, but then DC were able to get a resurgence coming on. I think it just wasn't enough to get a, uh, to get close enough for uh, another score to get them over, uh, get the uh, losing bonus point. They were only able to get the try bonus point with four tries. Final score, Atlanta 35, Old Glory 27. Now we go from all east to all west as Houston hosted the Utah Warriors. Yeah, Utah were just all over um, Houston. Houston also had a lot of like ill discipline. I think Houston also got a yellow card for saying that a player uh, went in with a shoulder with no attempt to wrap, whilst at the same time you can clearly see the player's arm coming around. Uh-huh. So 
I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about TMOs in Houston. Houston but... also played this game without their coach. <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah, he was uh, banned from uh I think for some sort to, of... yeah, according to America's rugby news, it was uh, discussing um contracts with players outside of the uh, proper channels. So he so Henke Meyer was uh, ban the not the coach, the director of rugby. Sorry, sorry, I mixed that. I mixed their job titles up, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're just getting confused work. with all the South Africans, aren't no, you? I'm just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, honestly, I'm just I'm so proud of Major League Rugby right now. We have our first like tampering scandal, and it just makes it feel like it's such a it's it's a real league. We have coaches that are trying trying to cheat and. You know, tampering with other players' contracts. It's just, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's another step forward into, you know, becoming a, becoming a legitimate, a legitimate becoming one of the top four. Yeah. We're, we're getting close, closer to the NFL every day. <laughs> just got to deflate the balls and we'll be yeah, uh, right exactly. up there with the Super Bowl. Exactly. All right. And the final game, which was the big one, it was the Pacific Clash, the, you know, the old rival, Seattle versus San Diego. Seattle going in undefeated, but San Diego, through their bonus point collection, able to be on the same point. And it was a very close encounter. It seemed to be penalties from the start. Seattle were then able to get a couple of tries for San Diego, were then able to return. Seattle pushing. Uh, again and again to get one over on the Legion. However, they held out in the final minutes. Final score, Seattle 20, San Diego 23. The streak is over. Seattle have scored their first loss in MLR this season. So every team has lost at least one game, and every team has won at least one game. So, you know. <laughs> Which is the gap well, narrows. Yeah. I was going to say, it's the first time we can we can say that in a few years. Yeah. It's all right. I'm not going to lie. It's all good. All right. So we move on from 15s to 7s as the men's 7s continue in the World 7 Series, this time in Singapore. And if you're expecting good news, then boy, am I here to disappoint. Uh, So (laughs) the group stages opened with a 27 to 12 loss to Fiji, followed up by a 21 to 7 win over Spain before concluding with a 39 7 loss to Samoa. We then get onto the knockout stages with Canada only going for the ninth position. Uh, but that began with a loss of 28-14 to Kenya, which was followed up by a win over, I think, a 26-7 win over Hong Kong, China. And finally concluding with a 17-22 loss to the USA. This means that Canada finished 14th and with only one round left to go before the eliminator playoff, it is confirmed now that Canada will be in that three-team eliminator playoff. And, you know, the two teams that they will be contesting are Spain and Kenya at the moment. Uh, Spain, they were able to get a win over, but Kenya they lost to. So it's, you know, it's not looking ideal but uh you know all they need to do is just keep some momentum going over those two teams especially and they'll be the 12th team for the for the next season all right we now move on to our predictions for round nine of major league rugby so we will after this round officially be halfway through the season every team will have played at least eight games and i suppose that uh, we'll be able to judge which teams will be making it to the playoffs depending on where they finish this 
round. And so we have the eponymous Toronto versus New England. Derek, who are you picking? He said, fully knowing the answer. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna go with with Toronto. Um, sorry to Ben, Cole, Andrew, Spencer, all the former arrows on that team. Mm. It's uh, uh, we cheer for you all the time, but uh, <clears throat> it sucks when you come back here. So, Toronto I mean, no, normally we cheer for New England because they have the most Canadians. But first of all, I mean, technically Toronto okay. has the most Canadians. So first of all, to- I've never, I'm, I will never cheer for a team from Boston. I don't care how many Canadians are on that team. So, um, I don't know. You speak for yourself on that one, man. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're practically the Mounties at this point. I like seeing anyway, them all on an individual level. I'm not cheering for the free jacks. So uh, anyway, let's move on to Houston versus Dallas, the second part of the I-45 feud. Who have you got? Oh, man. I, ho- I hope Dallas enjoyed their bye week after their win. Um, let's hopefully uh, hopefully they didn't celebrate too hard, but um, Houston, Houston's going to win this game. Yeah, I think. Even though that Houston uh, lost at home against Utah, yeah, I play in Dallas. It's yeah, it it's is Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. and and you know Dallas have already got their win of the season, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston as well. Next up, we have Nola versus Atlanta. I'm gonna go with Nola. You know, I know I just uh, we put just put down Dallas saying, mm-hmm. oh, they're just coming back from their bye week, yeah. but you know, Nola have been very strong at home this season. They have. They've been getting better week in, week out. They've also coming back from their bye week as well. So I'm going to go with a gold. Nola's also never beaten Atlanta. Oh, so I'm going to go with Atlanta. I mean, that is fair enough. Yeah. Atlanta's got more Canadians than they've ever lost to Nola. That's all the information I need. All right. Fair enough. All right. We have Utah versus Seattle. Who you picking, Derek? Oh, man. Well, Utah, Utah with a big kind of a little bit of an upset win, I guess, over Houston last week. Um, they're playing really well. I guess we got to. I guess the big question is just how Seattle going to rebound after their first loss. But, um, you know what? Utah's at home. I'll give them a little edge. Little edge at home. So I will say that Seattle. You know, I think they may be a bit rattled, but they were up against like a very strong team, mm-hmm. and they'll be looking for to basically start their new streak for the season and get going. So I'll go with Seattle. Next up, we have DC versus New York. Uh, I'll give my honors where it's due. You know, they just beat the Arrows. DC um, also scored 27 points uh, this week. Uh, New York still scored more. So I will be going with the Ironworkers of New York. Yeah, I think I think New York's the call here. Um, they just, you know, they're they're playing well right now, and uh, I mean, I think I think um, you know the East is really tight, but I think New York, even if they've they've slipped a little bit this year, I think um, I I think they're starting to to gel a little bit more and kind of get back to their defending champion ways. And finally, we have San Diego versus Chicago at SeatGeek Stadium, and I am. Was, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with the home team here. I'm thinking San Diego. There's, yeah, that's San Diego for sure. But it's... okay, so only two games we have uh, differing opinions on. But uh, yeah, no, I think, but yeah, yeah I think New New York, San Diego. I think they're two of the teams that you know you're gonna put your pin in and say these are the teams that 
either conference will need to beat to, you know, have a shot for the playoffs coming this year. Oh, for so sure. I, so yeah, I'm very, I mean, I'm very excited for when San Diego comes to visit Toronto. Oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting to see where New York go uh, for the rest of the season. I mean, obviously, the like we said, the East is very weird. In East the... is really tight still, even. I mean, even yeah. with like with Nola not playing last week too, like yeah. as as weird as it is to say, like the arrows right now are one in six, but they're eight points out of a playoff spot, like. You know what I mean? Like you, like yeah. this, this could turn around real quick. And I mean, I I know, I know. Like in the past, like I think what, what I know. We were talking about this on the weekend. Would you say like last year, uh, the teams that made the playoffs, nobody had more than five losses. Yeah, that's correct. or something. Yeah, I feel like that's not happening this year. Um, like it's like basically, yeah, pretty much. Like New England seems to be the only team that's really kind of. And I mean, they haven't even really pulled away that significantly. They only have one more win than the Iron Workers. Everybody's sitting at seven games right now, but um, you know, the the arrows at one and six with eight total points, which only puts them eight points back of Nola. So, you know, two to three wins. Uh, maybe this is a different conversation for the arrows and stuff. There's still time here. Yeah, um, the East is really tight. Only two teams in the East have a positive point differential right now, and that's uh, New England and New York, who are at the top of the standings. Everybody else is in the negatives. Yeah. Uh, Toronto's well in the negatives, though, significantly more than everybody else. But um, yeah. yeah, I understand that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these games go. You know, another week of full complement of games with six. So those games against are Toronto versus New England, Houston versus Dallas, NOLA versus Atlanta, Utah versus Seattle, DC versus New York, and San Diego versus Chicago. And you can watch all those games for free on the Rugby Network, and the Arrows games will be available on TSN, TSN.ca, TSN Plus, and the TSN app. If you're looking for any other rugby this weekend, you can watch it it will be the Premiership and the URC that is continuing in their final rounds on Sportsnet. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out more episodes as well as written pieces on our new website, LaRougeRugby.ca. You can also find our podcast on Spotify, S4P, and Apple Podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel at the Rouge Rugby with episodes of the podcast as well as extra interviews with players and coaches after the game. So if you are looking for interviews with players after the New York versus Toronto game. I know that Derek will be uploading those to our YouTube channel, again, at LaRouche Rugby. So make sure to like and subscribe and hit the bell notification so you can be notified when those videos are uploaded. We are also available across social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at LaRouche Rugby. Derek, where can the fine people find you on social media? Uh, I'm at Percept the Jet uh, across all social media networks, and uh, I'll be at the game on Saturday too, six o'clock kickoff. So I'll probably be there around like four thirty if uh, anyone wants to come say hi or anything. And you can find me across social media at Hardman's H four R D M A N. Well, that's where we're going to end this episode. Derek, thank you for joining me, and thank you for joining us at the Rouge Rugby Podcast, where we focus on real Canadian rugby. We hope you can join us again next time.